0: The Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, the Superiority Complex.
1: It's like honey in your ear holes
0: Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. It's your new favorite podcast, and it's a special day. We had a we have a we have a lot of people missing today, and John especially. Our John is usually here, but uh he had to take care of some personal issues today. Uh, but we wish him well. He will be back in a couple of weeks, uh, but I have uh, uh, probably everybody's I'd say this is number one in your heart is our guy Jake oh he does all our tech work here he does all the dirty work uh, you know what? it's a it's a thankless job it is it. I had to be on the you were gone a couple of weeks ago and I had to do the whole set up the whole google meet it's a pain in the ass <laughs> not so easy is it oh hmm? uh, it's a pain in the ass because I can't text anybody from my like it was John so I gotta like copy the thing down, email it to him. I got to put
1: it, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh, I use, uh, I use discord. So I just send it to Patrick. So I have to copy, I have to copy the link, send it on my computer, copy it from my phone and then put it on there. So yeah, there's a, there's a couple steps to get yeah,
0: it. I use uh so what I, here's a little shortcut I use. I use Google keep, which is a little notepad for Google. Mm. so then it pops up on my phone and keep and then i just copy it over there and then copy and paste but it's like just doing that extra step it's like why can't i just send the google meet from here
1: i mean i'm sure there's there's probably a way to
0: there's a way to get all my contacts on my computer but i don't But we're lazy i am lazy it doesn't involve
1: a video game so i don't want to do it it's not video games it's not music it's not a movie. I'm, like, I'm I'll fucking, gonna, I I'm will find a way to do it, and I'm going to stick with it. I, I will move heaven
0: and earth to get a console set up to do something <laughs> where I'm like, I'll move heaven and earth. You asked me to make one extra step to mm-hmm. contact the people that are doing me the favor of doing this podcast, and I cannot be bothered. Yep. I'm so angry about it. I'm like, oh, got to do this extra step.
1: Yeah. I've had one time where my, um, my keyboard broke right and it's like spilled something on it or whatever and i literally would spend like a three-hour run going to different stores trying to find a replacement one finally getting it and just like oh oh thank god but then yeah, with this like, eh, it's fine.
0: yeah right now it, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah then uh, it's like they you need to go to a doctor's appointment like so you're like oh my god it's mm-hmm. right, it's literally saving your life you're like oh i don't have time to go to the doctor it's like but i have time to I need a really clicky keyboard, and it has to feel just
1: right. I need the right clicky <laughs> keyboard. I like the cherry reds, okay? I want to make sure I got the cherry red keycaps, okay? Yeah,
0: I do have a nice keyboard on my desktop, which my desktop is obsolete and slow as as F. I just keep it for it because it has a lot of stuff on the hard drive, my music and stuff.
1: So Have you tried uh, – you know you could um, upload it to, like, Google Drive or something just to yeah, it on the cloud? Yeah, right, right, right,
0: which I will end up doing eventually, uh, but – I do have, I have like a couple backup hard drives too. So I have everything like, physical, but it's just that keyboard. I love that keyboard. And the keyboard on this, this laptop I'm using is nice. It's nice, but it's not like clicky nice. It's not, it doesn't have that click.
1: Yeah. I, I like mechanical keyboards. They last a really long time. Mm-hmm. They're very satisfying when you listen to it. Like, uh. It also
0: reminds me of being uh, in typing class back in the day. That's how I learned to type. Yeah. That's how I learned my keyboard skills. So I like that feeling because you, you get a nice bounce off of it, too. I, those old typewriters had action where you your fingers would literally bounce off because the, they'd have actual
1: springs underneath yeah, them, right? Yeah, and yeah, you click and it'd bounce right off. Oh, back. and you yeah. could
0: get in. What's crazy is you just get to the point where you're barely touching the keys and you're just flying. It's great. Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool to like rip that page off and go, you know, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not old enough that I had to do the click, 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 ding, zzzz. C-c-c-c-c-ding. it was oh, that, the, did the
1: automatic thing oh my god it the was the
0: best it had that giant metal ball with all the letters on it
1: mm. oh, oh yeah 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 man. my uh my grandma used to have like an old school typewriter and I would always play around with it And yeah, the old school that... yeah yeah, then, yeah
0: yeah those were fun uh and then uh yeah, it's like I watch like the old analog phones, the old rotary dial phones. There was something about that that was, of course, if you mess up, you're going all the way back to zero.
1: Yep, you gotta hang up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I watched this video of these uh, two Gen Z kids trying to dial a number, and they couldn't figure out. Like they had four minutes to do it, and they barely got it. They couldn't figure out the dial. It's like,
1: wow, am I that old? It really wasn't. They're really not that long ago, though. It's like what. Like 70s and 80s. Yeah, but I guess like when they were starting to phase out. Yeah, but by but, the 90s, most people had,
0: uh, you know, punch phones. So, uh, so it's like, what am I saying? What's the word? Keyboard? F- no, that's not the right word. What's the word? If you know the word, up. if you know the word, please let us know. Uh, they had a, a push button phone, is what I'm trying to say push button.
1: I I guess that's, that's I can't think of any other way to describe it. I guess push
0: button phone, yeah. Like what we have on our smartphones
1: now on the the smartphone. Even just seeing kids like figure out how to use like a Walkman or like... Right. A cassette player.
0: But no, you know what's weird? The Gen Z kids are into that. They like that retro stuff. My daughter asked for a cassette player a couple years ago for Christmas and all her friends and some of the bands she listens to on YouTube were putting out stuff on cassette. Uh... She likes a band called Lemon Demon, and uh, the, I think it's one guy, and I think he put out a cassette. So she asked yeah. us for the cassette player so she could listen to the – it was only on cassette.
1: <laughs> Crazy how, like, trends sort of go in cycles where what's well, old, then they're like, oh, this is a nostalgic factor. Or right. They, I don't know, thing well, just wh- comes back around.
0: But why pick the thing with the worst sound quality that yeah, degrades over time? I mean, yeah. re- not the records didn't degrade, but you could take care of a record and keep it from, you know, getting re- tapes to this after a while would just stretch and warp and lose. I don't their. know. I used to put so much money into recording. I would buy really expensive cassettes, like only do it at the, at the lowest, at the slowest speed. So you, uh, you didn't use all the tape and, uh, or you didn't, you know, cause you could, you could make a 60 minute, but you could make it, it could also be, you could do one ten. you could buy those tapes and they would, they were, they would break easier. And uh, so I remember
1: doing that so the slower ones were the more expensive yes okay because
0: well that's not true you would get you could get higher quality tape but it would only be like a 60 minute tape because you didn't want it to break right so that's like one album and maybe two or three tracks and then as albums got CDs came out albums got longer so you were trying to record stuff on a CD it was like oh I gotta buy the 110s an hour and 10 minute
1: I remember making making CDs and stuff, having like the giant stack of blank CD ROMs yes, that you would have, 30 packs. and you're making your little you're making your mixtapes and throwing it in the car. Oh, I remember all that. Downloading it off of Napster,
0: putting mm-hmm. it all together. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. BitTorrent, Napster, all that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we all did it. We
1: all did it. Music industry. We screen. all did it. We all did it. Am I proud of it?
0: I'm cracking kinda, up. Uh, Jake's cat is looking out the window, standing on her hind legs. Mhm. And
1: uh <laughs> listen. Listen, she's just someone wanted to order some food, so she's at the window.
0: She's like a super cheese She's got to yeah. like see what's going on out there.
1: Like, <laughs> She she does, and there's all these uh, these, all these little baby birds, all these little baby birds, and, baby, go, little, and baby uh, bur, little baby bird, <laughs> little baby bird, <bursts> little baby birds <laughs> in the tree in there. So she doesn't chirp, <laughs> and she just like ah. pops her head up. You gotta see the birds, do they think they're gonna get
0: them? Mm-hmm. There was a bird on the balcony this morning, and my cat came running out of nowhere because she heard it. She's not gonna get it, but she has to go look. I
1: gotta yep. see. Any, anything happens in the house, she is the first one to be like, "What's that?"
0: Yeah. There's a couple of pigeons trying to build a nest on our balcony, and she was out there supervising. Can't let them. Can't let them nest. Can't let them nest.
1: Hey, no, That nest ain't up. Does that, that nest's up now. below. Ba- not on the balcony. Can't let Not on the nest. balcony. No, no it's code. Mm-mm. Nope. Going to have to tear that down. Yeah. Do you have a permit for that nest? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry,
0: birds. They went across the street and watched my wife like take the nest down, and then- they just had a few twigs up there, but then they I, I immediately, I'm sure, as soon as my wife went, left, they went back to work. They're just like, okay. <laughs>
1: Damn vagrants. My wife made it
0: easier because now the twigs they picked are all like in one place. So she swept them off the balcony. So they're all just lying in the, on the in the street. They're just like, no, we'll just go pick these up. Put them back. Mm-mm-mm. They'll be back there tomorrow. Yes, they will. Uh, hey, man, you got a nest. You know, it's, it's like the. It's like the, you know, no room at yeah. the end. Gotta do what they gotta do. My wife's like one of the innkeepers. No room at the end. Poor baby, poor baby pigeon. Poor baby pigeon. It's all right. Uh, yeah. you get yourself a hummingbird bird feeder. Put it out the window. Your cat
1: will love you for it forever. I've been, you know, I've been thinking about doing that. I probably should actually. She love, I she loves staring out the window anyway. If yeah, I give, my. Uh, give her- give her something to uh, give her something
0: to hunt you know my my mom uh got a hummingbird feeder for for Christmas and I put it up my brother and I put it up in the window in the kitchen and now every day there's like there's like five or six hummingbirds that come by I'm fascinated by the stupid hummingbird feeder I watch I like to get you know, I've, I've give, they're all you know there's a, like a big boy that comes in the morning he's like the first dude he's like the first customer and there's like mm-hmm. five little ones and one of them kind of he's kind of taken Uh, it's his territory and he tries to ward off the other little hummingbirds but then they all hit it like three at a time and he can't chase them all off so they figure one of us is going to get to there two of us are going to get in there and i'm watching
1: these things i'm fascinated by these stupid things now they they have such an interesting um like flight pattern too because the way they the way they flop their wings they kind of do like a figure eight yes And and it allows them to move in like move allows them to move forward backwards and Right, because there's one that there's
0: there's a palm tree just across, like a maybe a foot away from the hummingbird feeder. So what Mm. the the little what the little guy does is he he perches there, and the other hummingbirds can't see him because he's kind of camouflaged. As soon as they hit the hummingbird feeder, he like he like buzzes out and like you're right, he just hovers in between. He like just and just enough to scare Mm. the other ones off. Then he chases them off, and while he's chasing them off, the other two come out of nowhere. They hit the feeder. And then they all they, they kind of take turns until they've each gotten a little a little taste. Little little taste of the glory. See what it
1: tastes like. Sounds like you missed your calling as a bird watcher.
0: Uh, an ornithology. Well, it's gonna help my
1: wingspan game for sure. When we play the board. What are they game. called? Uh, the what's a what's a what's a bird scientist call? Ornithologist? Ornithologist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean birds are interesting.
0: Isn't that the name of the isn't that also the name of the the, the choppers in uh, Dune? Ornith? Orn- that's an ornithopter. Ornith yeah, that's
1: right. Because it wings has wings, right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah a machine designed to fly by flapping uh, by like a means of flapping wings. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a child. They boy. do it like um like a uh, they call it like dragonfly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, Are you for uh, Dune March first. March first. You pumped for Dune too. I just watched the first one, maybe like a week ago.
0: Who's the nephew? Who's going to be the nephew in this one?
1: Uh, the villain?
0: I have no idea. Somebody famous. Somebody really... It's like Timothy St- Chalamet? No, that's you know, the main, no. main dude. Tim Sham? I don't
1: know. Is it
0: young? Young dude? I forgot who it is. It's somebody relatively famous. It's somebody... Christopher Walken. Oh, that's Uncle.
1: That's going to be... Oh, I don't... Who is, is this? What's this character? I don't... I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested. I, you know, I thought Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, Zendaya's performance were okay, but it's also kind of setting up for this movie. So
0: right, it was they they left it to, they cut it off at like the when the book just gets super good. Yeah, all the setup is done, so Dune Two should be pretty much just you know
1: nothing but action, nothing but crazy. We'll see. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm in, I was very. Um happy with the first one. I like the first like one. A little yeah. slow to set up, but yeah, it's going to be good. There are those who say it is boring. Uh, I get that too. I understand.
0: Like it's mm-hmm. not for everybody. It's, it's a lot of setup. There's a lot of mythology to kind of unpack. You got to learn about all the houses and all that stuff. And what does the spice do? And what are, you know,
1: yeah. If the if the war yeah if Arrakis doesn't intrigue you then the first movie's going to be super boring.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a desert planet, so that's kind of a thing where people are like, "Well, there's nothing to look at. Mm-hmm. Why am I? Why am I here?" I get it. Totally get it.
1: I get it. You're wrong, but I get it.
0: I get it. It's <laughs> like when it's like when people don't like. We talk about this all the time. These. Those, you know, we talk about movies like Lawrence of Arabia. You're like, God, that's beautiful to look at, but it's boring. So,
1: God, great movie. Never want to watch it again. <laughs> Never again. Like, man, that was awesome. Do I want to see it again? Absolutely. I don't want to. Do I want to waste three and a half hours of my life? Absolutely. There's not. a There's
0: a reason that all of the uh, the the reaction videos on YouTube when people watch movies, it's the same bunch of movies. It's all movies that every they that, that are beloved classics, but that are also. Uh, bear repeating you can watch them over and over and over again you know Mm -hmm. Uh, although i did watch this a couple weeks ago it it fell into my feed it came up in the algorithm people reacting to the seven samurai which is three and a half hours long and you know the the it was all good it was all people that just were like oh my god i love this movie this is a great movie i didn't i was not expecting this movie to be good um but yeah that's an investment man three and a half hours i just watched killers of the flower moon what's that and that's the one that's it's up for best picture it got not got nominated by ten ten. There's it's the first uh, Native American woman to be uh, nominated for uh, best actress. Uh, oh, it's a it's a Martin Scorsese movie based on um, actual murders that took place in like like Oklahoma, like in the early part of the 20th century, uh, like around World War One. A bunch of murders that took place on Osage land in Oklahoma. They were killing Native Americans for their oil money. There had been oil discovered on the reservation, and uh, uh-huh. uh, and boy, and it's I mean the, the 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 time period, everything. I would I should have loved that movie, and for whatever reason, I don't know if I wasn't in the right mindset, or I'm just you know maybe Scorsese. It was kind of like the same with the Irishman too, where it's just there's just a lot, there's not a lot happening, and you're just like, wow, I am what you know there's some great performances but i was just like it didn't it didn't grab me and i watched i watched all three and a half hours of it and it felt like three and a half hours
1: yeah that's a shame when like a movie like that that's supposed to kind of grab you early on right just sort of leaves you hanging and then you're just like forced to suffer for the next, i mean like, it, it was
0: hours. it was not i mean it's not a bad movie batting stretch it's well made mm-hmm. it's, it's more scorsese so there's a lot of his touches it's a little bit more of a straightforward movie than than he's maybe told if you're looking for like the visual flair of like goodfellas or casino it's not that's not it's not that martin scorsese but Mm. um it's it's you know he it's it's a well-told story there's just not it could have been told in like two hours and would have been
1: fine yeah that's i mean that's my our, our golden rule or at least my golden rule the hour and a half is just the perfect Goldilocks. And if you're if you're trying to add any more to it, you better have a real good reason for doing <laughs> it. <laughs> I it g- better add to the story or it better be something interesting because if you're just sort of meandering about for, you know oh, a half I, hour of the I, movie. I then- can't wait to
0: hear what you think about today's movie then. That's gonna be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. two hours for me is the gold standard for drama. Mm-hmm. Um action movies could probably go somewhere around an hour 45 comedies i think 90 minutes is the sweet spot definitely for comedies yeah. um, there was a trend in the early in the early part like the 2010s when we were doing like 40-year-old virgin and it's it's all the apatow movies those were all clocked in over 2 hour comedies and that was a little like oh 40-year-old
1: okay. virgin really over 2 hours
0: i think it's close i think it's close to what did he do? He did he did that one. And he did knocked up. Knocked up was two hours. Um, well, How old was forty
1: year old virgin? Was it close to two hours? Forty year old virgin is came out two thousand five and it was an hour fifty six. So real close.
0: Yeah, that you, you pushed it. You they started, you started pushing the the envelope on how how long they could make those movies.
1: Yeah and uh it's okay we don't need to have people sit in the movie theater for over two hours if you got a great story and you can tell it in an hour 45 let's do it hey like godzilla minus one that was exactly two hours oh god
0: perfect incredible perfect
1: Mm -hmm. i thought yeah that movie was just mm, it checked all the boxes great story great character development and some badass monster scenes and
0: the pacing was such that just when you started to notice Godzilla wasn't around, you, it, it wasn't even like you were bored. You're just like, "Oh wow, it's been a little while since we've seen Godzilla." Mm. Boom! Here comes Godzilla. They just give you just enough to let you know he's still out there. Yep. But you're spending time with these characters. They're wonderful characters. Yeah. You're watching their story, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a masterclass in how to do. You're right, Jake. How to do movie? How to do monster movies? but how to do them in a way that makes you care about the people as much as you want to see the monster scenes.
1: And yeah, who is the, du- the director?
0: Uh, I don't know his name, but it is he is. Oh, let's
1: see. Let's find him. Let's find out. Directed by um, Takashi Yamazaki. Uh, no, nice, man. Give us, give us his other credits. Uh, let's see. He's done Always Sunset on Third Street. Um, there's a dragon quest movie that he did, uh, the eternal zero parasite part one, great hmm. war of Archimedes so destiny. So, so, so a lot these,
0: of, a lot of these Japanese, but he, it sounds like he's maybe done some fantasy or like sci-fi.
1: Stuff. Oh, no way. He did Lupin, Lupin the third, the first. Oh, the, the, uh, it was the anime series. Yeah. Uh, it was the, it was like the 3d animated um, I, uh, re- reboot that they did in 2019. Nice, really good. I saw that one. I thought that was fantastic. So.
0: See, a lot of these. Yeah, you know, we talk about this with Brad Bird doing like the Iron Giant, then, you know, mm. going to live action, and he's a really good live action director. I think a lot of animation directors, um, really uh, make that. Um, they make that uh, that
1: that jump. I feel like, first. Parched- well, I feel like part of it is because they, you don't have like the face of like the big name actor, even though you can get them on the screen to like hide. You can't have somebody's like good, like, um, like visual performance to sort of like hide some of the mistakes.
0: Right. 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 As right. As you would
1: get, as you would get through like a live action. Cause if you're watching, you know, you watch Brad Pitt in a movie, like you love watching Brad Pitt. But if you have him as just a voice actor, it really sort of, it really sort of hones in on the performance itself. So you really have to like, if you want a good animated performance, you really gotta, you really gotta know your stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. For right. For, for real. Cause you have to, you have to, you're, you're working with the, the essence of like the human form, right? You're, you, mm-hmm. you're you learning about movement and you're, you're learning, you know, you, and you have to build that environment in the camera, right? You're, or you're building it on paper or in your computer You're building Mm -hmm. entire environments. How is this human being going to interact with this environment? What's my framing going to be like? What's the, and then what I don't understand is how animation directors figure out pacing. How do you pace something?
1: Everything has to be so deliberate. There aren't, there are no outtakes. There are no, like there's no like ad libbed sort of scenes that end up making it into the movie. It's like, I mean, apart from maybe some voice lines that they do, but it's like everything that you're seeing is 100% deliberate.
0: Uh, one, I think I told the story on the show, but a friend of the show, Sanjay Patel, uh, mm-hmm. he worked at Pixar for, for many years, and we went, to oh, visit we, he, we, yeah, we went to visit him there one time. He got hired uh, on it for Bugs Life. He got hired right after Toy Story came out. Worked, no on, worked there from Bugs Life till I think right after Toy Story 3.
1: What did he work? What was his what was his position? He was an
0: animator. So he worked on like the Incredibles. Really? And, yes, he was an animator there. Worked on Incredibles, worked on, let's see, let's look at his filmography. Uh, you can find uh, evidence of his work on Disney Plus right now if you go to Disney Plus and you Google Sanjay's Super Team, you can see a short that he directed. He is the only Pixar director to have a character named after him uh, and uh, it is based on his own life. And... Uh, Uh, let's see. Um, I will tell you what he, so we went to visit him once and he was working on the Incredibles. He was working on the Incredibles. Oh my God. I remember this one. Yeah, it's a great one. I remember seeing this big (laughs) star chart. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a great one. Uh, he, he is, he is a very talented individual. Um, when we went to see him, he was working on a, a scene from the Incredibles. And there's a scene, if you remember after, uh they've they've uh, defeated uh, si- uh after they defeated the, the bad guy syndrome yes but they're they're still going home but they don't know that he has jack jack that's uh it's the interim where you think it's all done mm. they're riding in the limo they're riding in the limo and he's got the whole family in the limo and um dash is playing with the windows he's screwing uh-huh. with the windows in the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so Sanjay took us into his little little little, little uh, animation like hut that they have there they're all individual little huts that are all decorated uh, he was showing us how he was trying to figure out and he asked us, how do you think a kid would play with the buttons you think he would hold it like this from above you think he would flick it with his thumb he had to go through all these different iterations of what he thought how he thought the kid was going to do it and he broke Mm -hmm. it down for us and he showed us what he had come up with and he was like you know working on it and everything and he was asking us okay do you think I should do it like this this is what I have so far and it was so crazy to see that in like a like an animatic form, and then going to see it at the movie, and there it was. It's like this. It's just like this one second scene. It's literally like
1: you <laughs> spent, <he> spent weeks <laughs> or months on like a single, like you know, just a single like couple seconds right? Yeah.
0: And you're just thinking, man, these guys are immersed in this. Like that's all they mm-hmm. do for
1: months and months and months and months. But he- see, they have to think about every tiny little thing. You know, if it was a live action scene, kid would just be fucking around with it, but. Yeah, since it's animation, it's like, they have to think, well, what would this, okay, this is this kid, how would he play with this, and like, what way, it's like, it's great. Right,
0: yeah, he worked on Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, and then a couple of the uh, the shorts, like Mater's Tall Tales, Monsters, You, mm-hmm. and then Incredibles, Incredibles 2. Wow. And then... um, he was there during the time. Uh, so his he has a web series now called uh, uh, Gee Happy, Ghee Happy G H E E Happy. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. It's a little. Um, it it all has to do with uh, Hindu uh, mythology, and it is all. It's aimed at kids. It's very. It's adorable. It's a show on YouTube. Check it out, uh, Ghee Happy. Uh, but shout out to our. I friends.
1: love I love the art style.
0: Yeah. Shout out to our friend sanjay man he's a uh, he's a he's a good good guy uh but yeah he th- I always remember that the amount of work that went into that little that little scene Sanjay's also the reason I thought that the toys were gonna die at the end of um toy Story three because he was working on I believe he was working on Nemo or monsters University or whatever and they were the other team was working on uh toy Story three and uh he Uh, got to see, like, you know, he knew what was going on, and he he just kept telling us, Toy Story 3 will destroy all. And we're just like, what does that mean? He's like, I can't tell you anything more than that. And then, uh, so when they were in the incinerator, I thought, oh, they're really going to die. They're they're (laughs) going to... really, he got you. He got you good, huh? (laughs) I mean, it did devastate me. It was a devastating movie. It really did. Uh, But yeah, he... uh, it was uh, that, that was cool. We got to visit him a couple of times, and Pixar mm. the Pixar campus is impressive. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. But yeah, just I remember seeing that little scene and then going to see that movie. and You're like, wow, that is a lot of work to do for two seconds of a movie.
1: Yeah, my um, actually my uncle um, just got a um, just got an Emmy for uh, Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur. Now, remind us what your uncle does. Um, my uncle used to work for Disney As an animator for a long time Right. Um, eventually moved his way up To um, Art director He worked on um, The new DuckTales uh, He was the lead art director for that And um, Gravity Falls He was the background designer nice. And now he's like the I forget what it is It's not art director But he's like a step up above that now He's like program or um, like program designer or program director or something like that. Nice, and he got an Emmy now. Got an Emmy for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. yeah. So he's only three away from a from an EGOT. Yeah, he's three away from an EGOT. He's got the E. He was, he's just got to get the GOT. He was at a. I think he was at like a barbecue with a bunch of friends, and like he apparently, if you're not like if you're not an actor or anything, they don't actually buy the tickets. Or sorry. If you don't work directly for Disney, which he didn't anymore when he got it, right. um, they don't pay for your ticket to go. Wow. And he said, you know what? I'm just not going to go. And he was at a barbecue with a bunch of friends. And like a whole bunch of his friends who still work there called him and said, hey, his name is uh, Sean. Sean, you just got an Emmy. Nice, like, man. So, Emmy, and just very, um, very anticlimactically, just like told his wife, like, I just want an Emmy. Hey man, you know what though he gets (laughs) he gets to keep that forever. Gets to keep it forever, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like if you think about it, like especially living in California, it's like there are a lot of people that you know if you just go digging a little bit who work in the industry, right? Or they know (laughs) it's crazy. You're like,
0: we're all like, I think all of us are like at least one like one person away we're connected one degree yeah, yeah one
1: to two degrees away from, from knowing someone just, who- from,
0: just from living out here you just know people that just gravitate into even people that are just like at, at you know at different levels of the industry like i know i have a couple of friends one guy works on um reality shows he worked you know he worked on like vanderpump rules and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and then another friend you know i have another friend who works in in uh reality tv you know produces a couple of stuff some stuff for like some home improvement stuff for like discovery uh, mm-hmm. you know, so you just know people at different levels, but they, but they've all worked in the industry of one way or another. They know, you know, they just know, or they've worked with someone who's worked with someone else and you're like, oh, I can connect myself to William Shatner or, you know. Yeah.
1: I can, I can make two phone calls and get a phone call with William Shatner. Right, right,
0: right. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like it, it is weird working at it. And I think uh, some of us, uh, we're not bragging, but it's just, you're so, you're just used to knowing somebody who knows somebody so everybody has yeah. a friend that has a friend who's oh my friend works here it's like oh cool man you know that's cool
1: uh not we're yeah, not tra- the 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 fancy lights of cinema and hollywood right we're not when you've been here for
0: so long we're not trying to
1: brag but we're also bragging okay uh, you know my uncle is a pretty cool guy your there, uncle right? is
0: an emmy award your emmy award winning uncle hmm crazy well congratulations to your emmy award-winning uncle tell him what yeah. let us know when he invites you to come over and see it take a picture of it take a
1: picture holding it i know yeah next time we play warhammer he's a big old warhammer is he too. a warhammer guy yes he is that's a whole different level yeah it's i mean he's an art he's an artist oh you should see some of the stuff he paints it's uh, absolutely insane you think he'll will paint our uh, our unmatched figures if we if we send them over <laughs> you know, probably not because he's got because he has twins right now Listen. and he just bought a new house so Listen. i don't think he's got time, it's got time. Unmatched it's get, get <laughs> I,
0: I just wanted to say i have game pieces that were that were that were painted by an emmy award-winning the artist. Yeah. emmy award-winning uh art director yeah, yeah i wanted Emmy award-winning artist to paint uh-huh. Also, uh, I like that he's spending this Emmy money. He, he wins the I Emmy mean, now. It's like, ah, you know what? This, I got to move out of this dump. It's mm-hmm. time.
1: That's that's right. Spend that money. But yeah, there. Are, he's he's working on some stuff now. So, does so. he work for Marvel directly? Is that Marvel? No, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know how that timeline went where and he started working on that. Has he worked on? I know he worked on Moon Girl bef- like well before he like, came out. He worked on it. He, like, you know, led the, put them in the right direction. It might have even been more of like a consulting sort okay. of role, too. But, or like he would jump in just to get the ball rolling and everything and left. But, but I mean, he has an impressive Gravity Falls. He's done some, some, you know, this is some impressive work. So, mm-hmm. the new DuckTales is super popular. Everyone, everyone thought that was great. So, he's, yeah, he's done a lot. He's done a lot of good work. He worked on Iron Giant. What? Uh, he did the in between for Hogarth, a uh, bunch of in betweens for Hogarth Hughes. He worked on Pocahontas. Wow, With, uh, Nico Miko in Pocahontas.
0: Has uh, let me ask you a question: Has your uncle ever heard the wolf cry of the
1: Blue Corn Moon? Is that something you think? Uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Ad nauseum, he's heard
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard the wolf? Oh, by the way, Jake, Happy Mardi Gras! Happy Mardi Gras to you, man. How did you celebrate your Mardi?
1: Gras? Is it is it Mar- Is it what? When well, Tuesday Mardi was
0: Gras? Tuesday was Fat Tuesday. It's over. Mardi Gras. Yesterday was Ash Wednesday, so we're all we're all
1: we're all it's Lent. Oh, you're right. Fat Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: I hope you had yep, a good yep. Mardi Gras.
1: Hope I did. didn't even know what it, I didn't even know it was, that it was Mar- or Mardi Gras. So. Well, you missed it. Yeah, I did. It's okay. You, you missed the, the 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 Mardi Gras king and queen. You missed it. I, f- look I mean, there. I feel like if you're not in, if you're not in New Orleans and it's like, what are you doing? Or Brazil. You, doing? Or you know, Brazil. Brazil. Carnival. Yeah. For Carnival. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're not somewhere where they celebrate it, it's like it's like, come on. It's just, it's you're, like, just finding,
0: you're finding an excuse to party. Now. Like your favorite band says, it's just another day. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, so you're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. So right, so right. See what I see what I Jake. I I paid. You, attention. you pay, attention I pay attention and I attention, appreciate though. it. I yeah. I know who your favorite band is. Come on.
1: It's one of first absolutely. You know, Danny Elfman is uh is a genius, okay?
0: uh let's talk about it jake are you playing Baldur's gate that's what everyone's
1: playing right now that's that's old news mario yeah i played it i i didn't quite beat it i was um i was playing with a buddy and we got pretty close but he's uh he's got a lot of stuff going on right now but uh yeah no i thought it was fantastic it won game of the year so not not surprisingly
0: uh it didn't win what about our what about
1: our our game
0: seinfeld or starfield (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <It's so> <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> all right what's it what's the guy's name yeah um yeah ah it's just starfield i don't know it just didn't grab me it started out I, it started out so well it was
0: great it, i think it started out great there's just no replayability it's just like after you do a few missions you're like
1: oh this is it I heard it gets good towards the end, but it's like, I don't want to have to push through. I don't want to have to push all the way through that to then get to the game. Like, Oh, now I see what you're saying. I'm like, no, I'm just going to No, The thing is like the, the, the missions
0: were fine. The, the The main story was fine. There was plenty of side quests, but if you just want to run around and explore like you can and Fallout or Skyrim, it's not there. There's
1: nothing to do. It's, it's not
0: there. There's it's, nothing to the,
1: do. it's because it's that it's the it's procedurally generated areas. Every time you land, and you get you get like these really random little settlements that give you a little quests like hey our buddy's trapped in the trapped in the cave go get him or right. hey go kill this guy at the at this same sort of facility that's on twenty other planets right there's, there's no there aren't it doesn't feel like there's a lot of curated like crafted sort of quests that you get in like Fallout right. or Skyrim or right the other Bethesda games and. They're just not they're just not oh, they're just not good at shooters man the their engine that they created I forget the name of it right now but yeah, their the other Bethesda engine just is too it's just it's too dated it's sucky they need to update it they need to change it up it's just it doesn't feel good
0: right it's like when you go back and play uh you know you, you it's like you get PlayStation plus or you get uh, the xbox uh uh game pass. And they, you, they give you these games from, like, 15 years ago. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go back and play this. And you're like, these controls are terrible. These controls are hot garbage, you know, because you're used to what a modern controller can do. And you have extra bumpers. and
1: you have you're extra- used to all the quality of life things. You're used to the more realistic aiming. Or you're used to, like, yeah, the little subtle changes that they've made to make it feel a little bit more tactile. Right. But, how, but- how, how did I live this way is what you asked it's more, I feel like it's more noticeable for shooters. Right. A hundred percent. Especially if you go back to like N64, where, I mean, I love GoldenEye, but oh man, you go back to those controls. <laughs> right. They're terrible. Those are, those are rough.
0: I went to, uh, I downloaded Steam onto, onto this PC because I take it over when, when I am at my mom's. And I've mm-hmm. been playing, Dominion was free. The Dominion, the deck builder. Was yeah. free on Steam, so I I got it on my. Uh, I downloaded it onto my phone, and I got, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna download it on my PC. So I downloaded it on PC. PC much better than the phone. Um, it's fun. It's just it scratches that itch where I want to play a board game, but there's no one around, and I can. It, I love a deck builder. Um, and you know the AI is pretty robust. But they also had a couple of my old Steam games and I went and played Day of Defeat, which was a Counter-Strike mod. Mm. And it's, it's all full of bots now, but you can get on a server and just run around and kill bots. <laughs> boy, oh boy, was the was I bad at that. The now the shooting held up a little bit better because it's PC. It's yeah. it's a little bit better because it's PC. But still, the lack of refinement and the lack of options that you can have to shoot. It's like, boy, we really just we would just really drag the cursor across and keep firing hoping we'd hit somebody that's really how we used to do this <laughs> back uh-huh. in the day you know it was literally the equivalent of, of spraying and praying with a real just machine gun just like well i'm just going to shoot in this general direction and hope i hit somebody yep. you know <laughs> yeah it's insane
1: yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of really tiny little tweaks and stuff that have happened over the years that you don't notice until you yeah go yeah. play something back from like the early two thousands. They, they,
0: they all build on one another until you realize,
1: boy, we were or the we ones that play. did it right. You appreciate that much more. Like if you go all the way back to play like the original Halo, and you're
0: like, oh, this still works,
1: still holds up, still good. Right, right.
0: Some of the combat games are a little bit easier to take because. You know, you're you're it's basically all tied to the D-pad, right? And then you have mm-hmm. all your button combos. So those tend to hold up well, yeah. but you're right, Jake. The shooters, anything where you need a lot of precision control, flying games, things like that. That's yeah. where you really notice the the lack of controls back in the yeah. old. I almost pa- I passed on buying the uh, Tomb Raider. They have the Tomb Raider remastered series on PlayStation. Thanks, sir. I saw they have they have that out here on it, PC it, too. It looked all right, but I'm like, what did you guys do with the controls? Did you guys upgrade? Did did you update the controls? I can play a Arc- crappy game. looking game. I don't mind that if the controls are good, but if the controls are terrible,
1: I I just want to I just want to I don't want to play. hmm Some of my favorite games are all on the Super Nintendo. All those Donkey Kong Country games. They're they're old, but I think the art still holds up for those. The controls are great. Oh. Just it just warms my heart, the one
0: thing about Nintendo is you always have the simplicity of the control schemes right They don't really mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until like the 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 switch that they really started doing that um oh, I guess the Gamecube a little bit had that uh
1: Gamecube and then the uh the Wii U had like the regular control right,
0: but even then it's still kind of simple mm-hmm. they really keep the triggers and stuff to a minimum, yeah um whereas now you know with the playstation you're sliding up on the pad you're you using different bumpers you're doing Oh my god you have the touchpad and everything don't you have the back the back panels the touchpad too Right, the back? right. yeah yeah there's all kinds of stuff on there and the, you you but a game like uh Spider-Man 2 really uses it to its full potential and serves as a tutorial on how to use that thing so mm-hmm. other games that are going to come later will be like okay if you've played Spider-Man it's like oh i know how to do this already now i've got this down you know i can swipe this way swipe that way you know it's like it's crazy so it's like a whole other control on top of your controller. So yep.
1: uh but yeah, man. Have you seen those uh have you seen those uh AR headsets? No. That have been coming out, those augmented reality headsets. No. They have um I can't remember the brand of it. Um but I have been... oh Jake, you froze a little bit. Headset that that has a front-facing camera. Nope,
0: oh, we lost Jake for a second.
1: Oh, Jake dropped out. So, well, welcome
0: to the podcast. This go is just me. Oh, there's Jake. He's back. Oh, there we go. Oh. I was about to take it solo. Go ahead, Jake. I apologize for the uh, yeah.
1: technical difficulty. I yeah, VR head. Yeah, VR headset has a front-facing camera, so you can actually see what's around you, and you're able to interact. And like, they have like little games and stuff. Or you, there's like a yeah like a sword fighting thing where you can like fight other people there's like there's all kinds of crazy stuff the, that are coming out now what
0: makes me sad about augmented reality versus virtual reality is we're going to there's going to be a death of those videos on on TikTok where people run into the TV or run through a sliding
1: glass door fall off a cliff cuz yeah. they're, they're trying to catch pokemon <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen those videos there's,
0: those videos are my favorite
1: there's some, there's a video of, it's already happening. There's some dude who was, uh some passenger was videoing the, or was uh, recording this guy next to him who was in a Tesla that was in autopilot, and he had the headset on, swiping through apps and doing whatever he was doing on there. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Oh my God. You, you, no one's that busy, bro. You don't need to be <laughs> Come on, you're not you're not that important that you need to be doing shit
0: while you're in the car like that. I I know a guy uh, who was in his Tesla in autopilot mode, and the car rebooted, and he it ended rebooted. Up, it rebooted while he was in autopilot mode. Oh it, shit! He ended up running into a guardrail, and getting into a pretty bad accident. So so he
1: lost all control of the car. Then the car so was rebooting. Oh, yep. 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 It just See did. that shouldn't that shouldn't be on his fault then that should be the company's fault. Yeah, it it continued on its vector on yeah. its, and it just, you
0: know, you know, it didn't
1: Just give me a good old fashioned engine please, thank you. I don't need a I don't need a computer controlling my engine I like mean, that. I mean you I mean you do. All cars
0: have it. So it's just, it's just a
1: matter. Yeah, but there's it's not going to reboot and like shut off all motor all control to the car.
0: Yeah, how do like what do you do if like I've always thought that like what if you're like I you know when people like, see,
1: even the brakes they don't have like an auxiliary control or like you hitting the brake or something I yeah I it, like know. would still work I think, even, in I, an think event of just, I think maybe just electrical failure
0: it maybe but because he was on his um maybe because he was in the mode of autopilot he mm. may have been you know not fully paying
1: attention probably that's probably more what it was. Because if he grabbed the, it should still, like, it's still an engine. Like, I know it's an electrical engine, but. Right. He should still be able to hit the brakes. You're crazy, right? <laughs> the, brakes, but, but, the, brakes, the brakes are electric.
0: Uh, yeah, crazy though, right? That's It's nuts. But I, I'm glad he's okay. He's okay now. Yeah. yeah. The, he says, yeah, he, Everything just went off for
1: a second. Now, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And we got flying, we're going to have flying cars that do that. All running imagine, on imagine rebooting in a flying car, and you well, just start dropping. Well,
0: well, just imagine a flying car, but it's running on Windows, so that's all you got to
1: think, think about. As long as it's not XP, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I don't want to hear so it's the, what was the shutdown sound of Windows XP. <laughs> <De-de-de-de-de>. <laughs> yeah, I want to I hear that when I'm, when I'm 200 feet up in the air. Thank you. That's when you deploy the parachutes. Uh huh. Oh, no thanks yeah man i don't think i trust a flying car no not at all although we have i mean we got planes It's kind of like flying car you know kind of you just need to go you need to go through a million hoops and hundreds of hours of flight training to be able to do it
0: right yeah they're just going to give flying car licenses to people on the street dude the same, people, the same people that are driving now jake they're going to have
1: the uh oh man jake, imagine yeah Imagine no blinkers, just like just, yeah, just emerging the whole, going across the whole flight path. Uh uh-uh. Right,
0: right. You've seen Coruscant. You know what a mess it can be. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hey, let's talk about this. Uh, this week's movie uh, didn't have flying cars, but it did have it did have uh, flying. I don't know what I'm trying to say. There's no flying in this movie. Is there? Does anything fly in this movie?
1: Maybe a chicken, chicken of, of um of some some bugs. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. The movie,
0: of course, is called uh, "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou." Jake's going to tell you all about it. Jake,
1: take it away. Yeah. Released December twenty second in the year two thousand. Cohen Brothers movie. Um, Ulysses Everett McGill played by George Clooney's having difficulty adjusting to his hard labor sentence in Mississippi. He scams his way out of a chain gang with the simple Delmer, played by Tim Blake Nelson, and the maladjusted Pete John Turturro. Then the trio sets off for Pursue Freedom and the promise of a fortune and buried treasure. With nothing else to lose and still in shackles, their hasty run takes them on an incredible journey of awesome experiences and colorful characters.
0: It's a great one. Uh, yeah. I just I, I'm sorry I was distracted. I just found out one of my favorite TV shows, This Fool, got canceled. Did it
1: really? That was the
0: one with um uh, Harrison Ford, right? No, no, that's uh that's um uh, um 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 that's Shrinking. Uh, I don't know yeah. what I thought that was. This Fool was, was 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 with uh uh Frankie Quinones, uh, also known as Creeper.
1: Ah. Uh, I see. Really? Did it did they at least finish their first season? They finished their, they finished
0: two seasons and it looked like they were going for a third. I wonder why they canceled. Because they're assholes.
1: Probably cost too much.
0: I don't think it did, man.
1: I hope, hmm. I hope somebody picks it up. Short attention spans of of the of the current uh climate. I know.
0: I'm very upset. I'm very upset. Don't talk about it. I can I don't think I can finish the show. I'm trying to find Oh brother where art thou um, In the book
1: Alphabetically Alphabetically it should be here Maybe it's where art thou Oh brother Perhaps It's oh brother comma where art thou I I know my alphabet
0: I mean I hope Oh there it is it was the bottom of the page Sorry yeah okay Mm. Uh let me see what uh what Lenny has to say about it. Leonard Martin Malton. I don't have my glasses on. Uh three escape convicts uh share a series of adventures and oops, inadvertently become a singing sensation performing old-timey music in 1930s, Mississippi. Uh delightfully eccentric adaptation of Homer's The Odyssey, full of clever ideas. Uh, irresistible music and sharp dialogue screenplay by joel and ethan cohen uh, the title itself derives from Preston Sergis sullivan's travels um, innovative use of color by cinematographer roger deakins what do you think leonard malton gave this one remember he goes he goes bomb to four stars
1: and he does do half stars
0: he does do half stars
1: I'm gonna say three and a half. You're right on, Jake. Mm-hmm. You're right on. But
0: do you share Leonard Malton's? And first of all, Jake, do you remember Sullivan's Travels? Do you remember when we watched that as uh, in the digital movie club? It was way back in the th- section about in the 30s. Nope. No, I don't. Hold it, on. It was the one about the movie director who set out to make a movie about the common man, and he left everything behind and went and became poor do you remember that and he met a beautiful girl along the way and then they ended up on a chain gang at the end nope we watched it no, for the no, podcast. And,
1: uh, <laughs> um, Yep. like it was like yep like it was yesterday you're right <laughs> i remember it now we watched it on the podcast uh-huh yes we did you, you don't it, remember Boy, it looks. Boy, it does not look familiar. Maybe you missed that week. I think <laughs> I we, might have missed this week because I do not remember this. Are you sure? That's, 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 I think, I don't remember I think this we movie did at all. I think we did watch this one. Mm, I'm pretty sure we did. either. Either I missed. I've there's a, there's. It might have been. Well, this is the 40s. We started in like the 20s, didn't we? We started in the 30s. Yeah. 30s. Yeah. Well, I may have missed this one. Maybe, I did, or I, maybe I'm I did maybe, I misrem- the
0: movie. maybe I'm misremembering that we watched it, but I seem to remember talking about Veronica Lake. I seem to remember. I mean,
1: she's acted in other things. I'm sure. Oh sure, she was in the uh, the Glass Key, not the Glass Key. The the There's another
0: famous Alan Ladd movie. I can't think of it. They
1: have Gun Will Travel, L.A. Confidential, The no. Glass Key, Ramrod. Very sexual names with all
0: this. of those Uh, things. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, there is a short scene in – there's a scene at the end of – so in in Sullivan's Travels, uh, he plays a director, uh, 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 Gary Cooper, not Gary Cooper. Um, 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 um. God, I can't think of it. I can't think of his name. Uh, He plays a director, and uh, he is – he sets out to make a movie about the common man, so he's a millionaire, and he gives up all of his – all of his his, uh, comforts, and and sets out on the road. Joel McRae, God dang, sets off across the land and ends up on a chain gang at the end of the movie, and there's a poignant scene where he is taken into um, a movie theater, a church, actually. It's a a church that invites the convicts in to watch the movie, and uh, they're watching a Mickey Mouse cartoon, and they all start laughing, and he realizes, like, um, because he didn't want to make comedies anymore, because he felt they were too low. He wanted to make an important movie, so he went out. And uh, so that scene, uh, in the movie he wants to make is called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So the scene where he, uh, they're sitting in the theater and the chain gang walks in, and that's when um, that's when John is telling him not to seek the treasure that is taken right out of uh,
1: Sullivan's Travels. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can confirm we did not watch that, so I do not know what you're talking. I don't know.
0: I thought we watched it.
1: Nope. Mm-mm. Are you looking on the?
0: You're looking on the list.
1: Yeah, the it came out in '41. We started Frankenstein's Invisible Man, Bride of Frankenstein. Is there one that boy. we
0: went back for?
1: '40s Casablanca. I don't think so. No, nah, maybe. Wait, no, I don't. I only the only ones that I missed were in like those in like that first in like that first little block where I missed a few and I haven't missed. I I haven't missed one since. Okay, I maybe one. I could have swore we watched it. Nope. Put that throw that on the list. We'll watch it. It's a good one. It's Oh it. shit. We just <laughs> We did watch it? <laughs> <laughs> what did you give it, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. Where am I? Wait a second. I'm just, I'm in the middle. Okay. <laughs> All right, well. Then I just have a really shitty t- <laughs> really shitty t- It might have been during the I knew we watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it might have been during the, what, the, what? the 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 Animal Crossing crisis with COVID. <laughs> what were
0: the uh, what were the rankings for? Oh, you I gave it a nine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, oh. Shit. Well, yeah.
0: Jake, your, home, <clears throat> your homework is to go back and watch all of the movies, <laughs> <So> all <laughs> of all the movies again.
1: Listen, we've watched so many movies over the years. Okay, I'm allowed to forget a few. Listen. You gave it a nine. I love that you
0: gave it a nine. There'd be one thing you gave it like it a so four.
1: Much and I totally forgot it. <laughs>
0: oh man, it's a good one. Anyway,
1: That's,
0: yeah, yeah. I obviously, loved it, apparently endorsed by Jake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is yeah. This is good. This is good. Very reminiscent of Selvin's travels. I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree. So, how
0: did you like this take on uh, 1930s Depression era America, Jake?
1: I thought it was great. I thought the like the um, what do you call it? Like the mythical sort of spin from like off uh, from the Odyssey, right? Right. Where they had like this, like the um, the fortune or like the the blind fortune the blind oracle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Blind
1: oracle. They had the sirens and
0: everything. Yeah, even and, the cyclops. If you if you think about John Goodman's character, yeah,
1: that's right. He's the cyclops. Yeah. So I like that they. Like with some of it, you're not entirely sure, because like early 1900, or like from like late 1800s to like early 19, there's still like a lot of witchcraft voodoo people believing in, sure. you know, all these Wiccan rituals and stuff. so it's like you're not 100 percent sure. It's like, is this is this real or right right right. Uh, and
0: you also have little nice little nods like Ulysses being is it I forgot which one it is. I think the Roman equivalent of Odysseus mm-hmm. uh, I think it's I think that's what it is and then you have like the the king you know Menelaus and the, the governor's name is Menelaus and mm-hmm. uh you know and the other
1: the guy running the guy trying to run for office is Homer
0: right and then you have yeah. like um um then you know all the uh, Penelope's so his wife's name is Penny instead of Penelope and then she's got the suitors you know, she's got the new husband and all of the, apparently the Coen brothers had never read the Odyssey. I've, I only know little bits of it. Really? And um, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who played Delmar, was the only one who had read the whole thing.
1: <laughs> I mean, from watching it, it seemed, it felt like they had like a love for it. Cause yeah. they really, they really did the story justice. And all it was just very, it was very fun to watch.
0: Right, and in, I love I love movies forth. like this where it's just they're just kind of just getting in all these little adventures. They're just meeting people along the way. They're getting mm-hmm. in all these little adventures, and
1: Babyface Nelson, right. guy. There's <laughs> all these people. i like, wait, I think that's a real person. I need to look like <laughs> I know Georgie e. Nelson. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. Same with um, who was the guitarist that he sold this uh, Robert
0: guy. Johnson, Tommy Johnson, but it was it was based on Robert Johnson was the guy who was. Who was uh reputed to have sold his soul to the devil in to play yeah. the guitar.
1: Yeah. So I thought all of those little all of those little nods to the time period were super great too. There's just there's a lot of little like there's a lot of little nuggets sort of hidden in the movie if you pay attention. There's like, oh my god, I know that person. Sure. Um I also love
0: the dialogue. The dialogue is something to behold. Uh George Clooney just he is just an endless fount of uh quotes of quotable uh <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm the paterfamilias Uh, you know, uh, or we're in a tight spot, like he always says we <laughs> 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 he just keeps entering, we're in a tight
1: spot. We're in a tight spot. Uh and, and then the, the 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 obsession with the fucking pomade with the hair <laughs> just had hair. They were they they followed him because of his hairnet. Right. And his fucking and his fucking Mister Dapper, his Dapper Dan, or his Dapper Dan. Yeah. I'm a Dapper
0: Dan man. Oh my god! Pleasant odor is what does he say? Pleasant odor is half the half the reason yeah. for
1: it. I forgot what he says. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> or when they thought um, when they thought Pete turned into a fucking toad. Right. Oh my. Oh my god, that was so funny. Right. The sirens. I'm like, I'm almost positive he's not, but like. The fact that they had like, yeah, like the blind Oracle and all that stuff. I'm like, what? Yeah. Maybe turned into a toad bed. Oh my God. <laughs> so funny. Uh,
0: yeah. It's a really great, uh, just quirky, weird, uh, but uh, beautiful to look at. that uh, So this, this movie, when they filmed it, they were in Mississippi like in the springtime and it was super green. Mm-hmm. So Roger Deakins, cinematographer- he was a great cinematographer, by the way, Oscar winning cinematographer. Oh, it was, the movie was gorgeous. This is one of the first movies to go through and be uh, digitally color graded. So they took all the color out
1: mm-hmm. to make
0: it look like the Dust Bowl. And they wanted, they, they, oh,
1: it feels, it looks hot and it looks filthy and dry in and the, dusty. Best, in the <laughs> best way possible. Right.
0: This is a great, I always like to tell people this is a great companion piece to Paper Moon because it, it's like mm. those, those dry, dusty back roads. You know they're just out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. And uh, you know you're shooting cows with your Tommy gun like you do, and you're just coming into these weird little small towns, and uh, I love it. It's it's a great movie. It's a nice little adventure.
1: It's great, great period piece, and man, you really get to see that. You know what? All this, all this heinous hatred and racism and bigotry is like. Well, that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. I mean a hundred, like almost a hundred years. I'm like, that sounds like a long time, but it's not. That's they that's still, just a couple generations, man. That's hey, not they,
0: they still drove cars. They listen to the radio. They do a lot mm-hmm. of the same things we do. You yeah, know? Uh, and you know, it, it, but it is weird because it's at that cusp of the South, you know, coming into the 20th century. Because they're gonna, they're bringing, they're gonna make everything, and put everything on the grid, right? The yeah, whole thing and is the south gonna,
1: was definitely a few decades, behind, right? They were gonna bring you know, the coasts,
0: right? And so, you know, they're kind of bringing. It's the, the last gasp of that. Uh, so they really, uh, they really do a good job in setting up that time period and immersing you in it. This is a movie that when I'm watching this, this puts me entirely in that world. I'm entirely cool. in that world for the two hours. And, uh, the, 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 biggest thing about this
1: movie was the soundtrack became a huge oh, hit. oh my God. The music was great. I, this is the kind of country that I really enjoy. Yeah. Roots music is what it's roots called. music. Right. I mean, this is where, you know, this is the roots of like blues and bluegrass and, you know, you can tie, you know, you can tie jazz influences all the way sure. back to, I mean, the jazz comes thing. from
0: the blues. Mm -hmm. you know so when you hear even the guys doing doing the chain gang all the vocals on the chain gang Mm -hmm. and things like that that's all that comes you know influences music later on in the century yeah and um yeah you know everything comes from these songs you know uh and uh you know and music's such a big part of this you know they're using music to sell their to, to sell politics and they're using mm-hmm. music to sell products and they're using music you know it's it's such a huge part of the movie um it's got its own you know there's a lot of what they you know canned music right they had, it's a lot of music coming but I love that there's interesting ways they're using it as like when the farmer's out in the field and they're singing the they're in the in the truck just driving around the countryside <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> it, it's yeah it's it's yeah they almost use music as propaganda throughout most of the movie right. Right. They'll mm-hmm. nope. and then you know it's it's just like the
0: medium and it's also the birth of mass media. Like was the governor say he's like, We're mass communicating. It's mm-hmm. like we're not one yeah. at timing
1: it, we're we're mass
0: communicating, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And man, did they did the actors actually sing the music? They did not,
0: except for okay. um in the jailhouse now, uh Tim Blake Nelson did sing that. That's his own voice. Really, in the he, sounded good. he sounded good. Yeah.
1: He sounded great.
0: He sounds great in Buster Scruggs. He's singing in the beginning of uh, of Buster Scruggs. He can actually sing. Yeah.
1: So, but everybody- oh my god, that's right. I'm like, I feel like I'm like, you Buster? I'm
0: like, <laughs> I think he's from Buster Scruggs. <laughs> it is like, <laughs> the voice. That face looks so familiar. It's him, man. Mm-hmm. He's Buster Scruggs. He is. He's the great Buster Scruggs. Yeah, I love yeah. this movie, man. I cannot. Uh, I never get tired of watching it. I'll watch it. It's one of those ones where I'm like, you know what I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. your brother art though And for the next uh, two hours I am just uh, it-, it transported. Transported to another world that I would not want to visit, but I no,
1: absolutely
0: not. Not want we're to gonna, visit. Not want to <laughs> visit myself, but I'll watch these three idiots pass through.
1: Yep, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna smile and wave as we drive on by. Right. But we're gonna enjoy it. We're gonna enjoy it while we're through. Babyface Nelson,
0: why does he kill the cow? Why I don't understand. <laughs> yeah.
1: So many tiny, like little moments that just like that catch you off guard that are just so funny. Right, just that weird little asides. R U yeah? Uh, she uh, R U N N O F T. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love the sirens. I love how
0: they do that whole scene. How he hears them singing, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Wait!" They, you know, they just draw him to their doom, and they like, you know, it's like, "Oh no!" They just turned him in for their reward money. You know, that's what they were gonna do. they, yeah. were, gonna, they were gonna, you know, they loved him up. They loved him up, and then they loved turned him, him into a. Horny toad. into a horny toe. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the characters too. I love every the interplay. I love everybody. I love it. Oh hi, who's wa- Who are we waving at? That was my sister. Hello, sister. Hello, sister. Hey. Welcome. She's just saying hi to saying yeah. hi to my cat. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, what did she rank, uh, Oh Brother though What
1: do you What do you think of where of Oh Brother where art Thou, Jordan? Oh Brother where art Thou? Mm hmm. No, no. Okay, she hadn't seen it. She's, she
0: she did a U. It could be a Sullivan's Travels. She probably saw it. Doesn't remember it.
1: She just yeah. You're probably right. Ask her okay.
0: To, yeah. Look up her score, and uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, Jake, I know you got a, You're on a short timeline. So what do you uh, what do you rank this sucker? What do you rank? Uh, oh, I want to give it a ten, but my but my heart says nine. Give it a nine. Uh, yeah, I feel like. I feel like nine is perfect. I feel like nine mm-hmm. is this is probably one of my favorite Coen brothers. Um I can see why. I can
1: totally I, I, see why.
0: It's one of my favorites because it's just so off the wall. But yeah, I don't think it's I it's I would reserve giving it a 10. Mm-hmm. Uh I would I would, you know, I, I don't think I'd give it
1: a 10 but a nine for sure. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't entirely tell you why, just something in my heart or I'm like, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. I would definitely watch it again, but it wasn't quite a 10, you know,
0: I I did. Yeah. It's one of my, yeah, I'll give it a nine for sure. Easily a nine, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to hit that 10. It's hard to hit. It has to have the right, uh, amount of everything. And,
1: um, yeah, uh, I try to, I try to reserve the tens for them Like, these are like, right. You know, these are like some of the best movies. It just misses
0: being a 10. Maybe there's a, maybe there's like, I could probably lose about 15 minutes of it, but, uh, it's still, uh, you know, it's still a great movie. And yeah, I, I can't tell you where that fifty minutes would come from. Uh, maybe the you know what it is? Maybe the the guy singing the clan singing guy. That that I could lose that. I could lose the. I mean, uh, I don't even think you can't you can't
1: lose that scene though. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't. I just don't want to give the
1: clan that much talent. Right. I don't want to give. I don't want to the give. Clan, that- the clan dropped it from a ten to a. Nine. <laughs> yeah. <this is laughs> singing. The clan. The clan presence in this movie dropped it to a nine. No, I'm glad they got their comeuppance.
0: I, I guess maybe mm. that's it. Maybe they had gotten like lit on fire by the
1: burning cross. Maybe that they didn't get. Out. They didn't get enough comeuppance. Right.
0: Think. I wanted a scene like mm. in, uh,
1: like in uh, uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, you want a Django Unchained situation, or yeah, like yeah, the, uh, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the very end, where right, or, or George, <laughs> Nelson.
0: George Nelson comes in with his Tommy gun and just lets loose on everybody and breaks them. Yeah. Up. Mm. Um. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. It's a nine for sure. Easily a nine. Uh, yeah. The soundtrack is great. Yeah, um, uh, if you're not familiar with the Coen Brothers, this is a great place to start. Like uh, I still say, Fargo is probably my favorite uh, Coen Brothers. I feel like that's their masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But this is, yeah, this is right behind. This is this is right. This is Raising Arizona with me. This is like right up there with Raising Arizona as one of my favorite just wild Coen Brothers movies.
1: Yeah, if you catch me on a different day, I'm like I I might I might have trouble choosing between this one and Fargo. You know.
0: Uh, I will tell you that I already told John, I want you guys to play, when I die, play the Big Rock Candy Mountain uh, on bagpipes as you're lowering me into the torpedo tube. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's such a great opening scene, too, and it's got the the title cards like an old silent movie, and you see them popping up and running through the fields. That's such a great, uh, I love it.
1: I think some of the songs give nostalgia to growing up in California. We learn a lot of these old like songs. Sure. And, sure, so, sure. Maybe that, I mean, a lot of those people, that's that where
0: it. they ended up, right? A lot of those people mm-hmm. from the dust bowl ended up out here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Well, Hey Jake, it's been a great show. So I give it a nine, you give it a nine.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely.
0: But, uh, what a great little show. We'll, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to, it was, a. it was, a uh, short and sweet, uh, that's hopefully not what she said. But uh yeah.
1: <laughs> well, at least it was sweet. I hope you had a Dave good I hope, you, was sweet.
0: I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. Uh will you be my Valentine? I know it's a day late. I would love nothing more, Mario. Thanks, Dan. All right, for Jake <laughs> and for myself, we say this transition ends now until uh 2 weeks from now. Fight the power.